This is an AMI podcast. This is an AMI podcast. Hey guys, welcome along to episode number six of Double Tap for Thursday, the 8th of September 2022. I am Stephen Scott, and today it may not surprise you to learn that it's all about Apple. The Apple event has finally happened. What am I buying now? You're listening to Double Time, your daily accessible technology show. Now, here's your hosts, Stephen Scott and Sean Priest. Yes, uh, Sean Priest is here. I know he's buying nothing following the Apple event last night. Uh, hi, well, well, Sean Priest. Well, how are you? Well, I don't, I don't like that tone at all. I mean, it's completely accurate. Well, I'm buying nothing. Well, you buy for two, so it's it's fine. <laughs> I don't I eat for see. two. And I buy for two. That is how I roll. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, we're going to talk all about the Apple event because, you know what, it, it's happened. Although I was going to say, uh, you know, we could maybe talk about this Google Pixel phone that I got, the Pixel 6a they sent in. Do you want to talk about that instead? <gasps> the 6a? The wow, 6a. You're, you're with it. They've just announced the 7. Get well, with it, Daddy-o, will you? And, and, in a month's time, this is basically trash. It's just yes. a landfill. <laughs> Can I just say, it's a lovely, lovely phone and a great price. Actually, Thank I you. think this is the um, iPhone SE equivalent for mm. Google. Yeah, similar no, you're price bracket, right. four hundred dollars. Yep. Yeah, really nice, really nice. Well, we're going to talk about that in the coming weeks. I haven't even opened it yet. It's still in this box, it's still in there. Oh, listen to the box. <sighs> Nothing Google in there. Of course, sending it to him as ever. Oh, just no, 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 send no, no, it directly no. to me. I will give it due care and attention. Okay, <laughs> it'll be in the drawer. No, <laughs> I'm going to use it. Okay, all right. I will. Someone mark I will. this down. We're expecting an in-depth review of the Google Pixel 6a coming soon from Stephen Scott. Did, did, you, know, you can maybe take Stephen Scott out and put Sean Priest in instead. Uh, you know, I, I, see, I, uh, I prefer yeah, that, yeah. you know. See, yeah, I, love, okay. I love sending you tech. You see, you love doing this show because what happens is I get sent tech mm. and the stuff I don't I like I give to you. I love your tech hand-me-downs. I, 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 they are great, and I'm being serious, I do. Uh, listen, we are talking today, but not alone. We have a special guest muscling in all the way from Warwickshire in Englandshire, it is Lord Robin Christofferson of those hey, English shores. Hello. Joining Double I like Tap. your tech hand-me-downs as well. Yeah, well, listen, uh, everything is coming your ways because you know what I'm like with tech. I get bored so quickly. Do you want to talk about the Google Pixel 6 here, Robin? Is that appealing to you? Yeah, I'll have it. Thank you. Okay, you want to write you want it. Okay, fine. Uh, that was quick. Okay. I'll, I'll hey, fight you for it. If you don't ask, you don't get, guys. That's how this works, right? Uh, no, we are going to be talking Apple event today because the Apple event happened yesterday, um, kind of one o'clock-ish, wasn't it, in Canada versus, uh, what, 6 p.m. here in the UK. So for us last mm-hmm. night, for you guys yesterday afternoon, um, Robin is, uh, for those who don't know, is a, a well-kent face, as we say here in Scotland, uh, but nowhere else in the world. Uh, well-known, I think, is what everyone else says. Um, yes, he's a well-known well face uh, here on uh, Double Tap. Also, Double Tap TV as well. You've uh, graced us with your presence there. Um, mm-hmm. You may know Robin's voice from the Dot to Dot podcast, the Echo Show podcast. Uh, you might even with know Sean. about his work with Sean as well, yeah. Um, and you may also know his work with AbilityNet, the UK organisation supporting people in lots of different ways. Maybe you want to tell us a little bit about AbilityNet for those in Canada who don't know about it, Robin. Yeah, sure. So we're a UK tech and disability charity. So all things disability, obviously vision, but um, loads of other impairments as well. And also just tips on how you can get the best out of your technology. So I think if I'm going to mention one resource, it should be mycomputermyway.com. If you go there, all of the accessibility settings across all of the impairments, across all of the platforms, Windows, Mac, iOS, Android. Yeah, check that out. Everything's yeah, in it. That's brilliant. And, you know, that, this is kind of the one of the great things about this show, going international as we are, as Double Tap, because, you know, a lot of the resources that are out there are applicable everywhere, right? It's not that mm-hmm. they're applicable to just one place or the other. Uh, so, you know, mycomputermyway.com, did I get that right? MyComputerMyWay.com. Yeah. Um, so that is, you know, a truly international resource, right? Yes. And unlike many um, sort of step-by-step guides, it doesn't just say, you know, click here or tap on this. It gives you the keystroke alternatives. It gives you, um, oh, nice. you know, when there are screenshots, they're fully obviously described, etc. So, yeah, this is a fully accessible resource regardless of what your impairment is. 
and it's constantly updated and there's going to have to be some major updates coming up isn't there yes absolutely uh, there's <laughs> a work. lot of hardware coming our way uh in the uh, well not too distant future um so i'm on clubhouse last night and immediately people are saying to me right what have you bought what have you bought um I think it's disgraceful that people think I'm just going to jump out and just buy something or you know off the cuff. I think that's just an hmm. absolute disgrace. I have, On yeah, impulse. I have absolutely yes, done yes. that. Um, I believe what you have done, Stephen, is pre-ordered the pre-order. I've pre-ordered. I'm mean, we're not. We're not going to name names yet. I'm not name names on what I've bought yet. But we, uh, I'll, I'll maybe tell you a bit later. I want to get you guys uh, your takes on things first. Uh, so let's dive right in. And, and I want to start, if that's okay, with the iPhone, because iPhone 14 is really what a lot of people were expecting to talk about. Um, I would actually maybe argue it was the least exciting of all the, the announcements. But, you know, I'll get your take on this. <gasps> iPhone 14 launched, iPhone 14 Plus. Uh, so the iPhone 14 mini will not exist. So my little mini is... Uh, now uh, classed as, uh, I believe, really valuable, right? Because there's no more Mini. So I, I, I in theory, mm. I could mm. sell this for a million Canadian dollars. No. No. No? I was quite okay. upset by that. I, 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 yeah, the Mini form factor is, is really nice. Um, yeah, but no Mini. I think I just rest in it. Will I get an iPhone 15 Mini? Mm. Early Robin, prediction. Are you bothered by the, uh, the news of the, the lack of a, a Mini? I don't know. I mean, the, you know, further support, the ongoing support of the SE last year, I think made a lot of people realise that they're probably going to keep it around. So maybe that affected the mini sales. I don't know. But uh, yeah, the well, SE, sorry, guys, still my go to. Well, I must admit, and the case for a lot of people, Rebecca Skipper, a regular listener to the show, just emailing in the other day saying, look, you know, the iPhone SE, great phone. I agree with Stephen. Um, which I just wanted to put that out there again. She agreed yeah. with me on that. Just repeat that. Yeah, yeah. Yep. She agreed yep. played, with me. Yeah. Played the email, Stephen. Everyone heard it. It's fine. You have to repeat it all the time. Want some, <laughs> want some stats? So uh, iPhone 14 6.1 inch, iPhone 14 Plus 6.7 inch. Same with the iPhone 14 Pros. Same sizes. Um, you're going to get the A15 Bionic chip. If that means anything to anybody, good luck to you. Uh, faster. Same I think as is, last year, isn't that? Well, that's, I thought they were, that's what they were saying. Yeah, it's the same chip that was in last year's, what, the Pro Max? Or was that in the, is that the same one that was in the, the iPhone 13? I couldn't quite figure that I one out. I think so. Well, wow. from what I understand, because we can talk about the kind of, I think they've got a different approach to heat management. So I think you're going to get more oomph out of it because it's going to manage the temperature envelope better. It won't <laughs> need to be throttled quite so much. Yes. Which would suggest that maybe there was a thermal throttling problem with the last, with the iPhone 13s, wouldn't it? I mean, because I didn't notice it being throttled. No. I don't think you or, would necessarily because the chip is so fast so anyway. So powerful, but, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Mm, okay. Mm, maybe the know. better cooling means they can push it a little bit more to get some more mm-hmm. oomph. I believe yeah. the technical term is out of it. That yeah. is the technical, the official technical term, I believe, oomph. of double tap. Yep. Yes, that's right. Thank you. Um, yeah. Uh, 12 megapixel front camera, which sounds quite nice, um, with autofocus support. Oh, wow. Did it not autofocus before then? Was it a fixed focal length? I have length? no idea. Probably not. No, not me. Yes, absolutely. No, it no, definitely so. did. But what they showed on the video was a yellow rectangle around two people's faces. So maybe oh, that's what that's they're right. talking about. Oh, so it can, it can, it's doing that, is it bokeh, they call it, where that thing where it kind of gives the nice background effect and the background yep. blur. Is that what that is? I, I just think it, no, no. People, I think it I just—it's it's referring that they, it didn't have autofocus before. It, it didn't yeah, they made a big deal of it, didn't they? Focus. They made a big deal about the, the autofocus. Yeah. Thing. Okay. Who cares? Um, I think that the bigger news, though, and this is if you're in the states only at the moment. I imagine this will roll out across the world over time. Uh, they started talking a lot about eSIMs, which I've never used. I mean, I know that the phone has the capability for it, but you know where I live, and, and I guess for most people. We still have the physical SIM cards and the SIM tray. You put the, the little SIM card into. Pain in the neck if you're blind to get that in. Um, yep. But they're dropping uh, those that SIM tray out of the US models only. It will still ship with a SIM tray to other countries. So Canada, UK, will still get the, the SIM tray. But if you're in the US, no more SIM tray. I actually think, well, you know what? That's maybe not a bad thing because we know the whole experience of using an iPhone is fully accessible. So even for someone who's totally blind, being able to transfer or get a new plan or, or you know, put a plan onto an iPhone is going to be super easy now. 
Are you yeah, saying the I mean, removal, sorry, Robin, the removal of the SIM tray is now an accessibility feature? Yes. Yeah, I agree. I hate, <laughs> I hate doing that. I hate yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so they're going to have two eSIMs, aren't they, in the States? Because we've got an eSIM and a SIM card slot. So you can still have two providers that you That's can switch right. between. Yes. Yeah. Do, how many providers here in the UK, for example, have eSIM support? All of them, don't they? Um, not all of them, I don't think. I mean, I remember when okay. this came out, it was only limited to one or two. That may have changed. Okay. But um, they did announce, obviously, there's a whole host of um, providers in the UK and in Canada as well that do provide this, um, which is good. Uh, but not clearly not enough to be able to drop the SIM card slot uh, like what they've done in the States. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think it's, it's a bit different. It's a, exactly the same situation with the Apple Watch, isn't it? I mean, that's eSIM only. Yes, that's right. So so that's why only certain providers can offer you Apple Watch. Uh, <laughs> if if you think putting a SIM card into a phone is difficult, try uh, exactly. sticking it into a watch. <laughs> <laughs> it, does, it does seem like legacy uh, tech now, doesn't it? The SIM card Take tray it. and the SIM card it itself. Does. You know, yeah. And having to be sent a, a physical card to put in. So it makes total sense to me. I'm, I'm just not entirely sure why the service providers haven't you know, steamed ahead with this. Why we're still waiting? Why why the providers still don't have the uh, eSIM on some cases? Seems strange. Um, I want to talk a little bit about a feature which had been talked a lot about beforehand. Uh, it was kind of teed up by a number of journalists who had been reporting about what is new in the iPhone 14s. I have to be honest. I thought this would be a pro feature. I was kind of surprised to hear it was going to be in the regular, you know, run of the garden mill whatever the phrase is, um, (laughs) iPhones, but it is. And that is satellite connectivity. Uh, I want to play a little bit in, just a a bit of an explanation as to how this actually works. So, you know, you've got your iPhone, your, you know, regular, you know, satellite contact would be with one of those big, massive phones with the aerial sticking out, big stubby aerial sticking out the top. uh, And you have to point it directly at the satellite. How do you achieve that with an iPhone without the aerial? Well, uh, Apple explained this at the event yesterday. We designed and built custom components and specific software so that iPhone 14 antennas can connect to a satellite's unique frequencies. That connection is only possible when the phone is pointing directly at a satellite. However, satellites fly too high to be seen by the human eye. So we created a unique user experience that shows you where to point your phone to establish a connection and stay connected as the satellite moves. This way, No bulky antenna is needed. Once connected, you need to send and receive enough information to get emergency help. Standard messaging protocols are not designed for satellites' limited bandwidth, so we created a custom short text compression algorithm to reduce the average size of messages by a factor of three. A message is sent. Thanks to this algorithm, it can take less than 15 seconds to send a message if you have a clear view of the sky. In other conditions, such as light foliage, it may take a few minutes. And since each message can take some time, we knew a standard back and forth conversation would take far too long for an emergency situation. We worked with emergency experts to surface the questions they're most likely to ask, and we provided the most common responses for you to choose from with just a few taps. With fewer messages to write and send, you can get help quicker. After your message is relayed to a ground station, it needs to reach the right emergency service provider. If that emergency service provider accepts text messages, we will connect you to them directly. If they only accept voice calls, we have set up relay centers, staffed with highly trained emergency specialists ready to get your text and call an emergency service provider on your behalf. I mean, that's pretty impressive, right? I mean, you know, they've put a lot of effort. And I have to say, kudos to Apple for explaining all of that in you know, about a minute and 20. That's just so clever how they managed to yeah. distill that um, because that's quite a bit of, of technology on the go there. And it's interesting because, you know, I think off the bat, people are like, yeah, whatever, who cares, right? It's just a text message. And, you know, the, the limited bandwidth means you can't really do much else with it. So why would you care? But, you know, imagine you are caught out in that situation and, and it doesn't necessarily have to be you know, in the middle of the wilderness, you could be in many places where the network goes down for whatever reason, yep. or you're not having a network and you need access to some kind of connection to, to say, help, I'm stuck or whatever. 
Uh, I think this is actually a really good feature. And, you know, I, I think the technology they've developed, again, we know it will be accessible, so we don't have to worry about that. That whole finding the satellite thing is going to be, I guess, just like Find My. It sounds exactly the same, the way that you kind of turn your phone around towards something and it will tell you which way you're holding the device and which way you need to to move it. So I, I think this is going to be quite good. Thoughts? Absolutely. I mean, it said that satellites go at 1,500 miles an hour up there so you know you're going to have to be moving your phone i think to maintain that connection so i'll be interested to know because with find well, my the thing isn't actually moved well i suppose it could be the earth someone's moves got as well there. robin you know yeah that, true that, but i think it means relative okay. to the earth but anyway listen to that um right. nope. <laughs> i don't know but um it also mentioned about how you could so you don't have to be in an emergency situation you know it's got two years of free service after that i don't know what it'll cost but you know people might go for this option just for peace of mind so if you're hiking in the wilderness it did mention later on that you can send your location so people will be able to you know you can just keep people you know rest assured that they are still there they're still on the track that they're meant to be on it's like touching base with home really so yeah really really useful i think i think this is huge honestly it's such a, a cool feature and you know, the amount of people that carry iPhones around with them. And obviously, like, I'm not exploring the Amazon jungle so I'm, I'm, or anything like that, uh, which is the first thing that springs to mind. These are for you know, intrepid explorers and adventurers and mountain climbers. But you do you get said, stuck Stephen, in hedges. That's the problem. You are I known. do. Yes. Yes. But I do have good coverage in my, in my local hedge. But there could be a hedge <laughs> out there where I do get stuck, where I don't have coverage. And this is we're being flippant about, but that this is this could save so many lives, right? I don't know how many people actually get stuck in these uh, situations, but I, I I would assume it's more than you actually think. So I think this is a really cool idea. Did they mention? I uh, the rumours were that this was all to do with the Starlink satellite system, wasn't it? Did they mention that at all? No, no, there was no, no mention. So there was no mention of the relationship and how they got to it. We know that two days before. Apple's far-out event was announced that T-Mobile and SpaceX had both came out together and said that they were going to be launching this capability, this text messaging that's capability. That's right, yes. So um, they were working together on it. So I, I imagine that's what the partnership is with, but they haven't announced that. I, I don't know why. Maybe this, maybe it's under wraps. Maybe there's a competition thing. I mean, I, I was kind of wondering if Apple were going to start launching <laughs> space rockets into the sky, um, little Apple well, satellites all over the place. Yeah. Well, they've got the money. They could do it. Yeah, absolutely. No, it's a, it's a really cool feature. And like you say, that it's not just reserved for the high end, the pros and the pro max is, mm-hmm. is, a, yeah. is a really good thing. Yeah. I thought that was going to be the thing, right? Because I thought, you know, with a feature like that, it's going to be big, um, you know, and I would imagine costly to implement. And, you know, in that case, they would just put all the, the cost into the, the pros. But uh, no, they didn't. They put it into the iPhone 14 and the iPhone 14 Plus. Uh, it's available, as you say, Robin, available first uh, two years are free. Who knows what it'll cost after that. Um, but it's only available so far uh, and will actually be in, uh, what, November? Uh, it's going to be in the US and Canada first off. So US and Canada get it first uh, and that starts in November. Now, in terms of cost, the uh, iPhone 14 starts at 799 That's US dollars. Uh, and 899 Canadian, uh, 899 uh, US dollars for the Plus model. Um, so... Yeah, I mean, fair pricing. I mean, uh, there's not really much controversy there, is there? No, no, nope. not at all. It's, no. it's, you know, as much as we complained about the prices of smartphones anyway, but it's, yeah. I mean, it's in line with everything else, right? But then you move on to the 14 Pro, uh, which is available in black, silver, gold, deep purple. <gasps> oh, I kind of like the sound of the deep purple, to be honest. IP, is there not an IP issue there? Yeah, uh, good band. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Money I, has I would never hands. put you down as a deep purple person, but there you go. Um, you learn something new every day. Uh, so it's got the new front design, slightly different because the iPhone 14 and the 14 Plus still have the same notch that you got in the 13 and the 13 oh. Pro, right? So it's still got that oh. same notch. Uh, however, oh. on the Pro Say model, oh. the front pill design, uh, but it has oh. a name. Say it. And it's a place I'm going on holiday this year. Dynamic Island. Oh, the plane, the plane. Dynamic Island. <laughs> I want to pro purely for a Dynamic Island. It sounds amazing. Thing? Yes. Okay, now I don't think 
correct me then. Is Dynamic Island the not the little pill thing? I thought that was the bubbly stuff that bubbled around the pill. That's the that bubbly the pill thing. allows. Yes. Yeah. So, so because, yeah. and, and just for people who don't understand this, so you have this little <laughs> pill shape, because it is a bit weird, right, if you can't see what, what it is. I don't understand it. So you've got the little pill thing, right, which is essentially in the olden days, that used to be where the speaker was, but now it's where the cameras are. And um, they obviously can't, at the moment, put that behind the screen, so they have to have that little cutout there. But what they've done with that is they've decided to use it as a smart space so that on the screen it looks as if it's meant to be there, and in fact it's something that is dynamic, that changes. So that pill expands in size when, for example, a call comes in it'll suddenly become huge in a rectangular shape and it'll have the call buttons in there and then it'll shrink back to the size of the pill and then it'll expand out sideways to tell you that your AirPods are connected and then shrink <gasps> back in again. So oh, it's, like it's kind flubber. of using, it's kind of adding a, a black, <laughs> it's adding a black area to the, to, to around the pill to allow the expansion and contraction. Camouflage. Exactly, for the different purposes. So it makes it look as if it's kind of there for a reason. <laughs> Although mm. it is there for a reason, but it's to make it, look better and i guess cover up the fact that it's even there in the first place sounds cool but isn't this sort of just like notifications with fancy animations yes i mean that's exactly what it is yeah but yeah Yeah. no absolutely i i want a pro for the first time ever i want a pro and not for the fancy cameras or the lidar or whatever i want it purely or this little blob that lives at the top of your screen. I think it's cool. I'm, I'm, there's the one thing, a lot of things that came along with the announcements at the event, I was kind of like, that's a good accessibility feature. That's a good accessibility feature. That could be good for accessibility. Then this, I'm thinking, this is going to be horrible for accessibility because this thing is constantly changing shape and it's going to be sitting above. I mean, like, I mean, I must admit, I don't really like the way that the notifications appear at the moment with calls and things like that. I find them quite difficult to find. Um, and, you know, and sometimes they sh- at the moment, for example, on the 13 Mini I've got, if you're on a call and you come out of the app, it all shrinks back into that top left corner. So to get back to the call, you have to go way up there to get to it, which is, you know... In the status bar. In the status bar, yeah. So if you do that yeah. four-finger uh, single tap to get to the top of the screen, it's not going to take you to that option no. because you've got to go up to the top. Um, yeah. So, you know, this is going to be kind of similar, I imagine, because it's overlaid on top of the screen. It's not actually at the top of the screen if that makes sense so if you're using voiceover i don't know i mean we already have banners don't we which come at the top for notifications and stuff like that and And they're roughly the same size they're roughly the same size all the time this is going to be different sizes each time and depending on what it's doing so it could potentially be a little now playing or it could be a slightly larger now playing um it's going to take a bit of use to i think Explore by touch, I think, will feel a bit different. But, you know, like you said, a four mm. finger double tap, I mean, a four finger single tap at the top won't take you there, just like it won't take you into a banner at the moment. It'll take you just to the top of the kind of, in quotes, normal screen. So, yeah, I mean, <gasps> feeling your way around up there. But I would Get probably out. just tap somewhere towards the top and see if it. Um, well, you find the you pill, know, right? It... You must be able to feel where the pill is. Yes, no, you won't feel it. True. No, you won't feel it. No, that. you will. No. I can't feel that anything on that notch. There's nothing yeah, there. No, that's... Actually, that's a really good point. I am wrong. Oh, that's a good point. I do yes, apologise. Yes. Well, you just go well, up I mean, to the top. And you had a reason to be here. Um, can also just mention I mean, some we... of the stats because we've got the always-on display, which I personally couldn't care less about. Okay. Um, yeah. A16 bionic chip. Uh, okay. Faster, I'm guessing. Better battery life, more efficient. You know, all that stuff that they tell us every time. Um, camera's quite interesting, though. 48 megapixels. That's oh, yeah. I'm camera. really interested. Yeah. Ah, well, I mean, well, you know, I couldn't care less. Yeah. You Better for OCR, don't 10, say it. You'll just get a 12 <laughs> megapixel shot as a result because they're grouping them in uh, groups of four pixels, aren't they? So that they can do more, better mm. low light jiggery no, pokery. But there will be a raw Low light jiggery pokery. Yeah, we've all been there, guys. <laughs> Remember those days. I don't know about you, that's, though, but I don't want best big did. pictures. <laughs> I don't want massive file sizes, do you? No, well, this no, is the problem. I'm glad you it. brought this up. Yeah, I, I, sorry, sorry, Stephen, but I was applying for my disabled rail card the other day, and I had to send a photo, and the the limit was four megabytes. And could mm-hmm. I take one on my phone and send it? No. And is there a way to resize it? No, there isn't. So yes, I agree. Thank you, Robin. You can Next. send it to yourself and choose small. You could do that. Yes, by iMessage. 
Yeah, yeah. But what a what a perfect <laughs> workflow that is. Email it to yourself. Choose small when it asks you what size you want. Come on, now it's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, Thank you. I I don't know. I mean, the camera thing. I mean, my my thing is always. Oh, it means Ira can see more. Uh, and I, I didn't. I was trying to work out if there was any information around the the width of what could be seen with this camera because you know I think it was 120 degrees is mm-hmm. this new camera's capability the fault mm-hmm. the what the field fault. of view yeah or oh, field of view oh very good you're a photography expert <laughs> yes I am thank all you all right Graham Bailey or whoever he is <laughs> <sighs> carry on uh, in terms of price though um, I do love looking at prices start starting again, US. at Yes, US pricing nine 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 starting at Bargain. for the iPhone Dynamic 14 Island. Pro Bargain. and the Pro Max ten nine nine starting price. So um, cool. And what's yeah. the starting storage on that? Oh, is it two five six? I think it is two five six, isn't it? Yeah, there's, mm. there's no way. I mean, I was looking at the. Um, I'm actually, I'm saying that, mind you. I think there might yeah, be a one say, gig this, option. This is Apple. It may be sixty four, and then jumps <laughs> up to five twelve for the next option. It, it was one two eight for the for the non Pro, wasn't it? As the I, think, I think the pro, I think the pro yeah. was still one two eight. I'm sure I saw that option last night when I wasn't pre-ordering. Um, uh, but yeah, there was a two five six, a five twelve, and a one terabyte. Uh, which I'll be honest, if you're doing four K stuff, that one terabyte would be useful. But the price does I jump up cares. considerably. We don't care about cameras. Prepare yeah, well, for the email I, saying I, I actually. I was just going to say. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's a lot of people out there who are, and you know what? Because the camera is no. accessible. Um, yeah. There are a lot of people no. who are doing videos and stuff, so more so than so. so don't be so dismissive, Priest. All right, I don't. I, I don't care about cameras. There you go. I don't know if this is now hopelessly out of date, but certainly when OCR was relatively new and you had to have a flatbed scanner, three hundred DPI was actually the optimum. You could get much higher resolutions on flatbed scanners, but then it started to pick up all the kind of imperfections in the paper Correct. and stuff like that, mm, and the OCR yeah, would degrade. Yeah. So that yeah. might be ancient history now, though. But um, yeah, I think yes, you only need Stephen. a certain resolution to get a decent <laughs> OCR uh, listen, job. Stay right there. We're going to come back. We're going to talk all about the other devices. Of course, Apple Watches and AirPods Pro 2 out. Uh, which ones have I pre-ordered? What have I pre-ordered, if anything? Oh, all of us stick around. <laughs> You'll find Spoiler out next. Alert. Listen daily from noon Eastern on AMI-audio or search for Double Tap in your favorite app. We'll be right back. This is Double Tap. Now, back to the show. Yeah, we're talking Apple today. The event happened yesterday, and, uh, well, we're all excited here at Double Tap. Uh, well, I am. I don't know, Sean Priest, are you particularly excited um, were, it was were you enthralled event. by the event? I mean, uh, well, there's I, a lot I of mixed opinions on end. Twitter. Okay, yes. that doesn't mean I, I anything. Was, I watched the fifth event. element to the end, and I don't think that meant anything. Oh, I, I never got that far. Good luck. <laughs> yeah. Oof. My wife walked out at the end. Uh, remember, we went to see the cinema, and uh, she walked out in the last five minutes she had to nip to the loo, and uh, she came back and she said, what, what happened? And I said, the film ended. <laughs> and you missed the ending. And uh, I still couldn't explain what happened. Anyway, uh, Robin Christofferson is with us today. He is from AbilityNet in the UK, and he's also the host of the Dot to Dot podcast. He shares hosting duties with Sean Priest on the Echo Show podcast. You can get it on all good and bad podcast apps. Thank you. Um, what a plug. No names. No names of those. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we're talking about the Apple event. Let's talk about the uh, other uh, devices that were out. Of course, iPhones are out. And I have to be honest, our, I, I, I'm going to say that our conversation on that was muted. I wasn't overly excited by a lot of the iPhone announcements, to be perfectly honest. And I don't think if you are an iPhone owner of, say, an iPhone 13 today, I do not think you'll be upgrading to a 14, um, even the Pro. I don't think there's enough in there. If you're running, say, an, um, you know, an SE and you want to upgrade and you think I'm going to make the leap, then 14 might be nice for you. 14 Pro would be good. Remember, though, <gasps> the one big announcement that we were all looking for, I was looking for in this, was that LiDAR would come to the iPhone 14 range as well as the 14 Pro range, and it didn't. So if you still oh, want no. LiDAR and you want door detection in iOS 16 and you like people detection, you're going to still have to buy the Pro range. So just be aware of that. Uh, and just one final point on the iPhones. I saw this reported last night by Stephen Aquino, who is a regular contributor to Forbes magazine, and he also 
uh, contributes regularly and turns up to a lot of these events. He was saying that apparently in the 14 range, there is now a sound, an audible noise when you turn on the device. <gasps> no, how no, true that is, what? I don't know. We'll see what that means when we get the devices. But that I'd means like it to be a, a G sound. major chord that you get when you plug in a Mac. That well, would I would cool. love that, yeah. Oh, Mr. Pitch Perfect. Come on now. <laughs> Fight the stereotype. Now, uh, <laughs> is this, is this, why would this just be iPhone 14 though? Is this a firmware update which is going to come to across the iPhone range? Because why just make this iPhone 14 specific? It seems strange to me. Maybe this is an iOS 16 which will update the firmware to vibrate or beep when you power on. I would hope um, so. I, I, yeah, I mean, it could be something that's retrospective, but I don't know. Um, I mean, it's it's not impossible for it to happen, right? And it could even, do you know what? Just even make it an option for us. That would be mm. all we want. Just make it an option that we can go in and turn on if we want that. That would be cool, yes. right? Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. Uh, let's talk about the Apple Watch. Uh, so Series 8 was announced and the new SE as well. The SE seems a little bit, I don't know, it just feels a little bit redundant to me sometimes. I don't know <gasps> why you would want the SE versus, I mean, it's just... it's a, Cheaper, yeah, more affordable. Ju- yeah. Well, what yeah, don't yeah, you yeah. get? We should say it's like O2. You don't get blood oxygen, uh, do you? You no. don't get that. And you won't get the new temperature sensor. This is another thing yeah, that yeah. they were talking about, which I have to be honest, I feel incredibly uncomfortable discussing. But um, if you ever want to get into... It's fine. Are we? Okay, so are we metrosexual, yeah. are we? Yes. Because yes, I've yes, taken yes, the are. subway in New York, so I'm metrosexual. I, I, I can say the word ovulation. It's fine, Stephen. Mm. Well, last oh, year they announced. I'm going red. I know. I felt, <laughs> um, last year they introduced period tracking as a result of a, a sensor, so women could do that. And now they've added this feature of ovulation, but it goes a little bit further than that because, as well as tracking ovulation, it can also potentially a bit like the AF uh, capability of being able to determine AF, or at least be able to think that you, if you have AF, it can alert you to it. As it did with me. fibrillation. Yep. Yep, it did that with me. So I was uh, told I possibly had AF, atrial fibrillation. I didn't want to say it because I can't. Um, And I went to the doctor and they said, you did a whole battery of tests and it turned out I didn't have it, thank goodness, but I did have some issues that had to be dealt with. And the watch picked up on that clearly. So this is something which, again, it's, you know, it's being sold as, this is good to track something like ovulation, but it can also pick up abnormalities as well and potentially, um, you know, tell you if there are issues or, or, you know, challenges in your body. So great news for women's health and uh, great to see that this is coming in. Um, the other feature that came in, uh, which this is also available on the iPhone, is crash detection. Um, I, have to, I, I don't know, I got the impression Apple wanted to kill us uh, this time round with all these features because uh, well, some of the features we, we got, um, crash detection. trying to save us. Well, not, well that's <laughs> it. You're trying to save us when we are potentially about to die. So, you know, we, yes. we can be caught in the I wilderness. Um, <laughs> if we're in a car crash, it'll pick up, right? So what happened, I, I love the message. It comes up on the screen and says, it looks like you've been in a car crash. <laughs> And if you don't do anything, it will send that notification. Exactly. Yeah. The second line is, yeah, would you know, if you do nothing, we will call emergency SOS or services in, you know, five four three two one, and then you're put through to to support and help. So, yeah, this is a great feature to add in, and it kind of follows on from that fall detection feature we've all been uh, quite proud of and, and talked about quite a lot here on the show. Now, this might be something that would make people want to go for the 8 rather than the revamped SE, the bumped SE, because mm. this could literally save your life. So, yeah, you've got um, rejigged, re, you know, you've got um, altered accelerometer, which can handle much higher, or maybe it's even a second sensor, I'm not sure. And also just to, to say, just, just to clarify that, crash detection is in the Apple Watch SE. SE. Oh, it is? Yeah. Yep. Ah, okay, so good. So it is in there Thank as you. well. I think the yeah. only thing that isn't in there, to my understanding, is... The, the temperature sensor. Yeah. Okay, that's good. the only thing that's oh, okay. really useful. I mean, obviously, I understand why, but they didn't say what you were missing from the SE, right? They just kept saying, it's got the core features of the uh, Series 8, but they didn't actually say what it was missing. So, Tells um, the time. Yeah, but, but they did state there. It, it didn't it actually say it until the, the time, detection. so maybe it doesn't no, tell perhaps you perhaps it doesn't. <laughs> got that bit. <laughs> Um, also, the all-day battery life. Uh, they keep t- everything had all-day battery life. Every announcement, it was all-day battery life, which uh, turns out apparently yeah. eighteen hours. Um, there's a new low-power mode coming day. into S8. 
Um, now, low power mode is interesting because they do have a low power mode at the moment on the Apple Watch, but there is a, a flaw with it for us, and that is that it disables voiceover. <gasps> it's like oh. reserve power, isn't it? Reserve it's really, yeah. yeah. But I'm guessing if this is low power mode like on the iPhone, well, of course, your voiceover would still work, which makes me wonder, actually, could you just live in low power mode? And that would give you up to 36 hours of battery life. No, there will be no voiceover. Really? I guarantee oh, it. You don't yeah. think so? I think there will. I think there will. It'll just be your widgets. You know, your complications won't update as much. The screen will be dimmer, which we No, there'll be no voiceover, Robin. Okay, fine. Listen, listen to my words. Um, okay. okay. We'll revisit that one. Yeah. All right. Okay. I when think there will be. Uh, also, uh, international <laughs> roaming. So, you know, Sean, when you're internationally roaming. Sheds, yes. <laughs> when I'm in my holiday shed in the Algarve, yes. <laughs> in the Algarve, yeah. I, I, knew, I knew him. He was a nice guy. Um, in terms of price, yes. starting price, and these are US prices. We will have all the Canadian pricing coming up for you. Don't worry, on uh, Double Tap on Saturday's edition with Mark, myself, and uh, Mar- uh, Michael Babcock is joining us, AMI regular contributor, joining us for even more discussion on all these Big announcements, getting Mark and Michael's take on it as well this coming Saturday. We'll also make sure we've got all the uh, good Canadian pricing because some of it's a bit sketchy at the minute, but we'll, we'll give you what we have here, sketchy. which is US, because um, I'm not going to try and convert it. Uh, so 399 US for the GPS model, 499 for GPS and cellular. Uh, the Apple Watch SE, um, slight difference in the back design from the previous version. I could not care less. But it is a cheaper device, 20% faster than the previous SE model, according to Apple. And uh, this comes in at 249 US with GPS and 299 with GPS cellular. So you are saving a few quid, but you are, it seems, losing the temperature sensor feature. But, you know, as we're saying, it does have the crash detection and pretty much everything else. There's not a huge difference in terms of style between the SE and the Series 8. So, you know, I mean, there's maybe more... Maybe nicer options if you want to go for the titanium or whatever the fancier versions are. Who cares? So watch for the kids when you want to make sure they're safe or wherever. It's kind of where it's being pitched, yeah. I mean, because these things can run and you can set them up as, you know, as a parent, you can set them up. The kids Mm. don't have to have an iPhone to use this. So that's pretty cool. You can also make the calls on it as well. Um, Actually, it's not a bad thing for kids to have, is it? I mean, I don't have Mm -hmm. kids, so I really don't care. But if people (laughs) do have kids and care... Yes. Well, also, you know, the care. elderly, you could argue. You know, it's, like a, <laughs> it's cheaper than a, a panic button. You can never be now. sure. You can never be sure, right? <laughs> it's cheaper than a panic button system and a monthly subscription to Absolutely. something like that, I suppose, for the elderly as well, you know? So Particularly with the full usage. For the elderly. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. here, Gran, here, have your, have your Apple Watch. There, there you goes. go now. Yeah, well, you want to, we get criticised for this before, others. you know. We get criticised for that. That's ageism. This idea no, that no, old no, people no, are I'm all helpless and vulnerable. Every, everyone over 60 needs an Apple Watch in case they fall over because they're doddering old That's fools. That's just not... you. Yeah, it's exactly I fall thing. over. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying for the vulnerable, it's a very uh, affordable device. Do the vulnerable mm, know you. they're vulnerable? That's my question, right? Do, do vulnerable people know they're vulnerable? Do they walk around and say, hello, I'm the vulnerable? How does that work? Um, Robin, would you like to take that? <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, yeah. I'm guessing it probably doesn't. Watch that came out as well. Amazing. It was. Yes, I love how you move this on. Uh, well yeah, <laughs> let's talk about this. This is the big news. The Apple Watch Ultra, which, um, yeah, this is pretty nice. Um, so I wrote, lots of, I wrote lots of notes down about this, but the screen size is the big one. 49 millimeter. Um, now, the current watch, what is it, 45 at the minute? Is that the current mm. size? 41 so, and 45, yeah. Yeah, so uh, you get 40, yeah, 41, 45. So 49 mil. mil. It's a big, mm-hmm. it's it a big difference. difference. Yeah, <laughs> no, it doesn't. Well, I, I it. Got, well, here's the thing, right? The screen size is marginally bigger, right? But the actual device size is pretty huge. This is a pretty chunky watch. Um, some of the early reports from people who were at WWDC were saying this thing is massive in the hand um and it's kind of designed that way so that you know obviously it's meant to be and it's sold as a device that is for people who are you know off out into the wilderness or exploring getting lost needing satellite coverage every five minutes um people are diving scuba diving you know whatever the heck it is people are doing for fun these days dream yeah i'm going to tell you this to me this is the this is the apple watch blind edition 
I'm telling you now, <laughs> oh, that's what ridiculous. this is. Absolutely ridiculous. i tell you no, one why? reason why it might be problematic, because, so you, you mentioned that it had rounded sides still on the case and that the screen was completely flat and slightly recessed. Mm. So the swiping that we have to do, we're going to be hitting that, you know, sl- casing every time we swipe to the right. Um, mm. I don't mm-hmm. know. Unless the screen's so massive, which it probably yeah. is. I don't know. Now we're hitting yeah. boundaries, Stephen. Please explain yourself. Yeah. I, I, I that, think this is going to be amazing. No, I, honestly, they're going to be I so am... rounded. It's it's not like you're going to hit a, a brick wall there, Robin. It's fine. Your finger will just fly over the top. It'll be cool. Maybe. Um, yeah. Yeah. Let, let's maybe tell you what. Let's let's look at uh, some of the information. This is what came out from Apple's event, and this maybe explains the features and the design of this watch better than I can. This is from the Apple event yesterday. Every detail has been engineered to create the most rugged and capable Apple Watch ever. It starts with a case made from aerospace-grade titanium that strikes the mm. perfect balance of weight, durability, and corrosion resistance. The titanium case extends up to surround the flat sapphire front crystal, protecting it from edge impacts that can occur during extreme activities. And at the center of the 49-millimeter case is our biggest, brightest display ever in Apple Watch, making it easier to read in the harshest sunlight. We also added a new button the action button in high contrast international orange. It's mm. customizable and gives users quick physical control for a range of functions. The digital crown has a larger diameter and coarser grooves, and the side button stands proud of the case, both designed to be used while wearing gloves. And the audio system excels when you're out in the elements. We added a second speaker for increased volume three strategically placed microphones and advanced software help ensure voice clarity on calls, even in windy conditions. And for maximum connectivity and communication, cellular is built into every Apple Watch Ultra. And it's those features that I, I honestly am so excited about. And let, let me just kind of walk through some of these, the ones that I was kind of thinking for me, this is, is a super thing for accessibility. Okay, so you've got the action button first off, right? Uh, a customizable button. You can use it for whatever you want. I don't know if it's maybe specific to applications. That would be kind of cool. If you can say, well, I'm in this app, I'll make the action button do this. And, and you know, when I'm in a home screen, it'll do this or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. And the fact that it's, you know, got that strong color contrast is good as well. I'm thinking this is definitely a low vision person's watch, right? Um but for, for blind people, also larger crown as well, more pronounced buttons as well, so larger, clearer, so handy for people with lots of different disabilities, people who may struggle to press those buttons. I sometimes struggle with that crown and that little side button. I think yeah. it could just be a bit bigger, a bit more obvious. Um, and that second speaker, I mean, come on, who doesn't want better audio out of their Apple Watch? It's a bit tinny anyway. And if I'm honest, I was never expecting it to be much better than that. But a second speaker, that's going to make it really nice and loud. Um, the microphones, Double, yeah, doubly I mean, tinny, yeah. double <laughs> du- more um, twice the tinniness. Less, less. Yeah, I'm trying to think what the double tin would be. Double tin. Hmm. Um, oh, sure idea. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. So uh, three microphones, which means if you were using it for voice memos or something, or you want to do an interview on it, you're going to get even better audio, which is not a bad thing. Cellular built in. Again, that's not the you know biggest deal, but there you go. 36 hours battery life on full charge, 60 hours extended battery life with a new feature that's coming later in the year. Um, night mode, the UI turns red for better visibility. Now, I have to say, red is the only color I can see clearly, so I'm intrigued by that. Um, <laughs> and the hooks, obviously, much bigger, much more, um, much thicker uh, bands that go with this as well. I think there's a lot in here for disabled people. Tell me I'm wrong, Robin Christofferson. Certainly from a low vision point of view, I think you're right. You know, it's a much bigger screen. I think you'll, you know, if you think about the difference between the small and normal sized or small and large cases at the moment, I've got them both here at home and they are quite significantly different. So, yeah, if that's the same difference again, I think you'll have a lot of people that will be able to access it, particularly if they turn on the high contrast and larger text options. Mm -hmm. Like you say, you know, that international orange action buttons gonna pop probably um so yeah but i don't about the crown and stuff i'm i don't actually use that crown from one week to the next or the dock button that often really either so maybe i'm just not using my uh, watch to its full capability but yeah no, so i mean that's all yeah. good stuff though yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah like say i mean you know it's a bit like the physical buttons on any 
uh, any tech device, right? People, we, we, we tend to like them more. They give you an anchor spot. And being proud from the actual side of the case, like the, mm-hmm. the dock button usually is recessed slightly or flush. I can't remember now, but flush, um, yeah, yeah it, it's, um, it's far easier to feel. And like they said, it's particularly when you're wearing gloves. So from that point of view, I, I'm not buying the it's easier to see. I'm sorry, the four mil. Yes, it, it, it it's bigger, but no, I'm not buying that, Robin. I'm sorry, but no. So I, I'm not entirely sure. I, huh? <laughs> The whole gloves thing, you know, you're going to have to have special gloves for touch capacitive thingamies, aren't you, though, to be able to use the watch screen. So I'm not 100% sure yes, about that. Yes, but I think I think what they're saying is that you can make, like the scuba diving app that they demoed there, um, mm. a lot of these apps for extreme locations or sports or whatever it is are going to be controlled using the uh, digital crown, the action button, and the, mm-hmm. the whatever they call it, the dock button, rather yeah. than actually using the screen itself anyway. Yeah, the screen so, isn't well, usable underwater, is it? I mean, I, I couldn't no. use it when I was in um, swim no, mode or whatever it was. No, but, but I mean, they were saying about, you know, running a marathon and using the action button to uh, at the start of a workout or when you've reached a new, uh, what was it, a new lap or whatever, a new section of yeah. whatever you're doing. Set just waypoints. Yeah. Yes, yeah, exactly. I want, to, I want to pick up on that because that waypoints thing um, was really interesting. Also, it tracks your movements as you go. Now, I don't know if this is something you have to tell it you know, I'm starting here and then it sort of tracks your location as you go. And then if you struggle to find your way back and again, they're talking about hiking in the desert or either hiking deserts. I have no idea. Hiking mountains, probably not. Um, but, you know, whatever. I don't go out hiking. I've nothing, no clue, right? I don't know anything. Like Jurassic Park, that's all I know about the outdoors. Um, well and I've, not, I've not been there. I've watched the film. Um, but... I, you know, I love the idea if you get lost, it'll help you find your way back. That sounds pretty interesting. Backtrack, um, yeah. Yeah, backtrack. This whole GPS thing, because it talked about accessing, this was the Ultra, wasn't it, where you've got mm-hmm. a new band that yep. it contacts satellites with, might, and I don't know, we'll have to see, uh, and I think a lot of it will to do with will be to do with the map data as well, but it might solve that last five-yard problem because apparently normally GPS... Uh, you know, um, signals are just on one band, the L1. Don't know. Hadn't heard of it before yesterday. No, 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 no. Yeah. But um, it's this new second band was L5, which will give you much, much higher accuracy when dealing with GPS. I thought we'd have to wait for a whole new set of satellites, the Galileo ones, to get better accuracy. Because at the moment, you know, GPS is broken, isn't it? You don't even, sometimes you're on the, a parallel street let alone being able yes. to get directly to a door or something. So, yeah, that sounds really, really encouraging. I'm excited about that. I think your excitement is going to be ending disappointment there, Robin. It's purely down to uh, the current GPS has, you know, virtually inch um, accuracy, but we're not allowed access to that. That is military grade, and uh, for everyone else, you get a certain... Uh, resolution to that and I don't think that's down to the signal the signal is all about being able to connect and grab the the satellite signal I think it's down to the map data and how much resolution we are as a general public given access to when it comes to GPS anyway we'll come come back uh, to that but Luke I'm just conscious of time I I want to quickly talk about AirPods too because that is uh, obviously another device that is new a new H2 chip in there which is going to add lots of cool things like for example uh, personalized spatial audio so you can place sound that is tu- or placing sound tuned to you I'm not entirely sure what that means um the ANC no the uh, what do you call it the active yeah, noise cancellation that's the one yeah active noise cancellation two times more noise cancelled which i think is that pretty seem cool. good yeah yep. mm. um and adaptive transparency that sounds very interesting so should a loud noise occur near you or you walk into an area where there's loud noise I think the lady was standing in front of uh, a pneumatic drill uh, yeah. and it just really dulled those noises down. I could see a lot of autistic yeah. people benefiting from that, you know, people who are affected by loud noises. A lot of blind people are too. You know, I, I find oh, the more totally. vision I've lost yeah. over the years, I find I'm really shaken by any kind of loud noises and stuff. So um, that was one thing. If you remember, guys, when I got the AirPods Max, I remember saying I used to love walking around the house wearing them because they just kind of softened the background noise a little bit. 
Um, yeah. they mellow the, dog the would world. Bark. It wouldn't. It wouldn't be quite as extreme <laughs> as it often is. <laughs> um, so that was kind of nice. Um, they're also adding a new feature, touch control, to the side, so you can now just uh, on the little because the design is exactly the same as the previous AirPods Pro to, uh, Pro model, uh, but they have now a little uh, touch sense or that little um, thing you would press, a little bit you'd squidgy bit you'd stem. push for a button. The stem, the stem. yeah. Uh, you now can uh, you can now slide your finger up and down to adjust volume that's wow. nice about about time you can adjust <laughs> the volume on them i mean <laughs> what a feature you excited about that i'm excited about that uh, i'll tell you the other one i just want to quickly mention is um another one i think is brilliant is uh, uh, changes to the case let's have a look at uh from the event yesterday here's apple announcing uh, news and changes to the apple airpods pro case we have also added a speaker to the bottom of the case to help you find it by playing louder tones and the speaker will indicate pairing, low battery, and when charging has started. To make charging easier, in addition to the lightning cable, you can now use your Apple Watch charger, as well as MagSafe or other Qi compatible chargers. And with the addition of a lanyard loop to the side of the case, your AirPods Pro will always be within reach. I mean, that's got to be a great accessibility feature for us, right? Being able to find the damn thing. That's always handy, right? Yes, <laughs> absolutely. I'm a little bit, you know, the lanyard on the side sounds great. But what I've noticed in the week that I've had my AirPod Pros, the first ones, by the way, damn it, um, is that <laughs> the, the, lid, the lid flies open quite easily. Yes, the, it does. The magnetic cl clasp isn't that strong. So I'm wondering if this has got some sort of, you know, a click shut catch to it, because having it on a lanyard, I think it would just keep flying out and the AirPods would disappear. I don't know. Yeah, very interesting. Look, uh, we're out of time, but do keep your feedback coming. Tell us your thoughts. We'll get uh, all your comments on tomorrow and also on Saturday as well, Mark. And uh, Michael Babcock joining us to discuss more on the Apple event. Uh, tomorrow, it's Sean and I together with feedback. Uh, so do get it in. Feedback at ami.ca. Call us on one eight seven seven eight zero three four five six seven. You can find us, of course, across social media at Double Tap on Air. Robin Christofferson, thank you so much for being with us. Uh, don't forget his podcast is Dot to Dot. You can find it wherever you get your podcasts. And mm -hmm. uh, you can also catch him on the Echo Show as well. Robin, thanks so much for coming. Sean, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, guys. See you tomorrow. Love Double Tap? Did you know we're on the TV too? Check out brand new episodes of Double Tap TV on AMI-TV every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern. Or binge on all episodes online at ami.ca forward slash Double Tap. We're also on YouTube. Search for Double Tap to catch our episodes there too. This was an AMI podcast. For more accessible media, visit ami.ca. I'm Margaret Shepard of the AMI podcast, Tripping On Air. Every month, my co-host Alex Hajar and I spill the tea on what it's really like to live with MS. Watch Tripping On Air on YouTube or download wherever you get your pods.